702. Weekend breakfast with Refilo Mpakanyane. Let's walk the talk. This must be an incredibly emotional time for you if you have a child who recently finished matric and is going away to university or any other tertiary institution. I'm really curious to find out for you your excitement levels, your trepidation levels, perhaps letting your baby go, um, and <laughs> what you know how you're preparing yourself for um, a home minus one child, right? Minus one child, or perhaps this is um, the last child that you're sending off out there into the world and you're anticipating empty nest syndrome. But uh, I, I can imagine that the emotions are mixed, but obviously pride must be um, must feature quite strongly in that mix as well. So send through those SMSs on 31702. And perhaps it's just something you're looking forward to, like not having to make a school run, <laughs> you know, and uh, that's, uh, that's one part of your life or your morning or your day. You're looking forward to reclaiming quite an interesting time and an important stage for not just the parents obviously but the child as well and so to that end uh, to that end we're talking to our human potential and parenting expert she's an author and speaker nikki bush um welcome to the show nikki always a pleasure hi nikki big time as you say because you've spent the last 18 years raising your child only to have to let them go. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's a big moment. Yeah, and it's quite a test for um, all the all, all the lessons that you've been trying to impart or instill over these eighteen years. But Nikki, what I'm curious about um, from your experience, in your experience dealing with parents, dealing also with with our children, is what tends to be the biggest worries in the minds of parents as they get their children ready to go off to their first year at a tertiary institution? Mm. What are those top three worries or concerns? Well, I think the first one is, what are their personal organization skills like? Mm. And can they sort their lives out without you running interference for them? Because many children are used to their parents doing that for them. Will they cope without someone doing their washing and their ironing? Will they be able to manage their budget? Mm. This is a big thing. Because you can't let your children, most people can't afford to send their children off to university with a gold card. So there are budgetary limits that apply and they're going to have to cover, um, you know, the cost of their groceries. Are they going to have enough money to last until the end of the month or will they be on bread and water in the last week? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, you raised such a such a key question, right? And you've, you've it raised the specter of parents who often, you said, run interference, uh, run interference for their children and intervene probably far more than they, they ought to. So... If concerns around your child's ability to cope are high in, on, on, at the forefront of your mind, should you, is this normal or is it okay? Or, or, or what do you say to parents who might feel as though, shucks, I've had 18 years to get on top of this <laughs> and I feel like I haven't done enough. But the, are these perfectly normal concerns? They are such normal concerns. And the only way to get the answer to, you know, is my child ready? How resourceful and resilient are they actually? Is actually to let them go and see what happens. Mm. And, you know, what's going to happen first up if your child is going to be in residence? And right now we are in O week. 
That's orientation week in many universities around the country. And parents have been dashing around with their children, probably shopping with them, setting them up in their room, helping them make a new home. I, I did this. Mm. You know, it's, it's, it's actually so exciting and so terrifying at the same time. And um, parents go and queue with their kids on registration day. They pay the necessary deposits. They go and sign the contracts. Uh, you attend the parent orientation event. Uh, you take a walk around the campus, even around if, you know, if they're out of town, the town they're going to be living in. You get a feel for it, but ultimately you have to leave. You have to walk away and you have to trust that you've prepared them well enough to cope on their own. But I think it's important to know that in part of the letting go, your young adult may not necessarily call you every day to do a check-in. And this is something parents have got to get used to. I would say that you want to hear from them at least once a week. Uh, that's, that's kind of the, the agreement I would have. But no news on a daily basis is usually good news. No news is usually good news. <laughs> Don't hound them with phone calls because this is the letting go phase now, you know. And you know, Nikki, you know, maybe just a WhatsApp yes. uh, at the bare minimum. I'm fine. <laughs> Is all you need. Um, and I want to say to parents, try not to worry unduly about your children. Because I think the only thing that's going to happen is you're going to get closer to creating an ulcer. Mm. But believe you me, if something goes wrong, and most of the time it won't, they will call you. Sure. And they're going to call you for a number of reasons. Number one, they've run out of money. Number two... They've run out of data. (laughs) Mm. Number three, they're using someone else's cell phone to tell you they run out of airtime. The the regular one is, I need a recipe. How did you make spaghetti bolognese? (laughs) Or how long must I cook uh, um, pasta for? Or I don't know how to use the washing machine. You know, these these are regular things. But, you know, half the time, they'll ask their mates and they'll work it out for themselves. So, or better yet, life hacks, Google, it's well, our they, friend. This is the thing. <laughs> they are actually a lot more resourceful than we think, and we have to use this time to really believe in them. Mm. You know, that's the trick, is believing in them. Of course, you have to have had conversations. Well, I hope you have had conversations with them about uh, things like sexuality. I hope you've had the conversations with them about reputation management online. You know, these are things because what's going to happen, let's talk about what to expect in the first few weeks. Because I've been through this twice. The first few weeks is full of a lot of partying, a lot of socializing and connecting with old friends and making new friends. This is that orientation bedding down period after all. And the social side of things is important because they're creating that new network and that sense of belonging. Then, of course, physically orientating themselves in their new environment. Mm -hmm. So where are they in time and space? And getting settled with this independent living. And for some, there's going to be sharing a room, maybe with someone they've never, ever met before. Sure. And that's a big thing. And you don't get to decide whether they make or don't make their beds in the morning. And you don't get to see this either. So don't worry about it. You know, Nikki, what all of this to me basically is underpinned by you need to, whether or not you fully believe it or are that convinced, you're conveying to your child that you have faith in them. 
that you trust them and essentially not only must they do it, but they can do it, right? What are those last minutes? I mean, you've, spoke, you've said, I hope you'll have had conversations around sexuality or reputation management or, in fact, budgeting and expenses and yes. studying, right? But what are those last minute conversations as you head out the door and you leave them at that res or in that new apartment, uh, either that they are staying in by themselves or with other people. What are those last minute conversations where you fundamentally leave your child with the gift of confidence and I have faith in you? How do you have them and set the tone for your own expectations, but also their expectations of um, or that understanding of what this time really means? Because you've just spoken about mm. the fact that, yes, it's a week. There's going to be orientation. There are going to be freshers get togethers. There's going to be alcohol. Um, there's going to be new clubs to join and socializing is going to be high on the agenda. But how do you have that final conversation in person where you set the tone? For the rest of the yeah. year. So, so I think I think that whole thing of what you've just said about believing in them, uh, you know, that I know that you know how to make the best possible choices for yourself in any given moment. Mm-hmm. And there's a nice line that I use when I do my digital safety workshops, and it's check yourself before you wreck yourself. <laughs> yeah, like an old school hip hop video. Sure. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like a, it's a short, sexy thing. You know, they can't take in long lectures at, at that point when you're leaving them, leaving, leaving them at the door because the excitement and the nervousness is too high. <laughs> so, you know what, you, giving a deep lecture at that point, it's just going to go straight over their heads. Um, so you have to keep it short. You have to keep it sweet. And, you know, no one said parenting was going to be easy. Um, And I will tell you that somewhere around the six-week mark, the excitement starts to wear off. Mm. And that's when it's all fall-down time. That's when the fun tapers off and the reality of university life kicks in and being away from home kicks in. That's when they start missing the Sunday, Sunday family bri or the roast. Mm, and the luxury sure. of living at home and being cared for, that's when the homesickness kicks in. It's not now, it's later. Yeah. And that's when mothers especially will fly to their children's side. I have quite literally seen mothers get on airplanes and uh, they, you know, to help their children get, out of, get over the hump mm. or um, listening to, to you know, parents who don't go to their children's aid who obviously listen on the phone and you know, at the end of the day, they get through that hump. They mm. do. <laughs> life isn't easy. We know that. Um, you know, life, life is full of bumps in the road. And this is part of learning how to deal with life. Mm. So um, I think they must always know that you will be there come hell or high water. You are at the end of the phone. They can phone you any time of day or night. Yeah, absolutely. That you are accessible to them. And I think to be realistic, children will make mistakes. You know, it's part of growing up. They are going to miss a lecture. They are going to sleep through an alarm. Um, but there needs to be some kind of, I think, agreement. It works well in terms of supporting your children to create an agreement ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Where you've, and once again, this is not what you say at the door. <laughs> this is what you, you say when you have time. Um, you know, what are, what are their responsibilities and commitments? What are your responsibilities and commitments? You know, you're committing to pay. Sure. 
uh, you're committing to um, service the loan that you've taken out. Um, you've committed to X amount as an allowance per month, but what does that cover? Are you clear? Are they clear what that covers? Does that cover, um, you know, their partying? Does it cover their groceries? Does it? Have you given them an allowance for their textbooks, for example? Or are they going to phone you once they've got a quote and say, please put this amount in my account? Yeah. It's got to be quite clear because, you know, there, there are... You will only know after about three or four months of them being at university if what you're giving them is enough. I had to adjust my, the allowance um, about at about the three-month stage for one of my sons. Not a lot, sure. but I had to be realistic that I was about 500 rand out uh, <laughs> for the month. And then there is this, this important thing that you draw a line and you say, I'm not actually going to pay any more than that. If you need more than that, because you want to party more, you're going to have to go and get yourself a part-time job. Sure. So, you know, setting boundaries is obviously very, very clear, is also high on that priority list. And just making sure that the child understands that, yes, this is a time of... um Growth this is a time of re-establishing yourself uh, or establishing yourself, um, but there are limits to this thing as well because the tough economic times that we're all facing as a country. Um, some parents, when I was at varsity, some parents were very clear with their kids that you failed this year and time to get a job because I've I'm maxed out in general when it comes to resources, and that is the unfortunate reality for far too many t- uh, parents that you know so many things are contingent on you doing your best and showing up. So whilst you're exploring, you know, your new identity and this new space, you'd need to be responsible as well. There are financial implications. So it's a heavy conversation as well to have, but a very necessary one for 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 your child to understand that um this is this is not an endless sort of roundabout of back and forth and back and forth. Yes, I think, you know, to sum it up, it's really that you have to let them go and let them grow while still holding them accountable for their choices and actions. Mm. It's not a free-for-all. They will have moments when it's, it's sheer joy and party time, but they, the reality does kick in. And these days, in terms of um, earning income, it's, you know, they, they may be able to become a bartender. They may be able to get waitressing jobs. They can also go and do coaching at a school near university. They could be doing or pairing. They might be going on to um, a gig economy website and offering to do research or writing of essays or design work or creating PowerPoint presentations. Sure. They need to look at what they're interested in and where they have some skills because it's interesting. Sometimes it's just an extra 500 rand a month. Mm. That's what they need to make life easier. Or it's 1,000 rand a month or 750. And it's important that they learn that they have the skills and the resources to actually generate income, even if it's a small amount mm-hmm. every month because it's an amount that counts to them and it's an amount that helps the whole family out at the same time. And there's one question that I think parents should write down. Which is? So in any situation where their child approaches them for help, because we're trying to raise our children up at this point, when their children come to them with an issue or a problem or a challenge, the first thing to ask would be, what do you think you should do? (laughs) I love that. 
right back in your court. (laughs) Instead of giving them the answer first, which you might land up doing, Mm. but let's just see first if they've got any solutions floating around in their heads. Let's pass that baton of responsibility over to them because if we don't, we do land up rescuing them again and again and then they learn nothing. Yeah. Well, I think uh, irrespective of your sort of financial or home situation, um, this is a rather unique period that um, youngsters are going, starting off university on, whether you're looking at Wits University protests and what it lays bare in terms of our socioeconomic Mm -hmm. conditions in the country, but um, all you're talking about COVID-19 and this global pandemic it really is a very interesting time for young people and uh, one which I think you need to be present um, and mindful uh, as a parent. Nikki, as we end off our conversation, we're going to you're going to bring to us a review of, um, let's see Puppet, what's Puppet all about? Oh, well actually it's quite interesting, (laughs) we're just talking about parental stress Um, (laughs) this product, Puppet is an addictive sensory bubble popping toy. It's the latest fidget toy craze to sweep the world. Goodness knows we need them. (laughs) I have had one of these on my desk for a week. Mm -hmm. It's made of FDA-approved silicon, non-toxic, reusable and washable. Maybe the parents of those kids going to university need to go and get themselves one of these right now. (laughs) And um, it's a safer softer silicon version of bubble wrap and who yeah. doesn't love oh my goodness. To pop bubble wrap so in the same way puppet provides that sensory feedback and satisfaction but without the noise of the bubble wrap and come on nikki the noise away. is half the fun i know i actually <laughs> love the noise and in fact i said to my supplier but it doesn't have the same noise as bubble wrap and he said yes i know but you know if you're sitting with this for half an hour while you're watching tv and you're sure. popping it all the time the person next to you is not going to appreciate you <laughs> and you know at first i was a bit missed and then I, as i was lying in front of tv fiddling with this because it is addictive it really is i have had this on my desk i've taken it to bed with me like a doo-doo blanket <laughs> because it's a calming toy absolutely fascinating so it'll keep your kids busy in the car in restaurants from age three to 99 years of age it's really really cool it's a craze it comes in different colors different shapes even dinosaurs and unicorns it comes in rainbows um it's really a gorgeous gorgeous toy and of course there is a video on nickybush.com under toy reviews that will show you how you can turn this product which is essentially a toy for one into a game for two called last one losers Mm -hmm. you take turns to pop one or multiple bubbles in a row to try and outthink your opposition you take turns at popping bubbles and um and 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 you get to a point where there's one last bubble to pop and you want to be in a situation where you force the last person to pop the last bubble. Uh-huh. So, Price point, Nikki? Um, it varies from 149 rand to 199 rand depending on the size and the um, the shape that you buy. Mm-hmm. So there are standard shapes and special shapes. Currently, Lilliput's in Rosebank. I think they're going to have droves of people through their doors today. In fact, last Saturday, I think they sold 50 or 100 in an hour. Sure. Um, it's been so, so popular. And um, if you're in Cape Town, because I know we do, we do have some, some Cape Town listeners, Doobie Scoo and Stardock Toys in Cape Town. And it's going to be in just about every toy store in the next week or two, because this is a craze that is sweeping the world. So go and get yours, whether you, you're a kid or whether you're an adult, you need <laughs> one of these. <laughs> it's 
it really is calming and addictive. Fidget spinners, step aside, love it. Thanks so much, Nikki Bush. Uh, we'll we'll uh, speak to Nikki next week.